Hello everyone and welcome to the Growing and Flourishing podcast. So let's talk about these last three weeks. These last three weeks have been absolutely insane for me. I've been consistently working. I've been doing literally just everything possible for some reason. And I think it's starting to get to me a little bit. I'm starting to get really tired and overwhelmed with everything that was going on on at first I was like oh my gosh I'm doing so great I'm getting everything done I'm very productive I was like wow I'm so productive but now it's kind of like okay I just want a break like I am tired of working so much tired of doing so many assignments I'm tired of resolving so many issues I'm just ready for a break and some time to unwind So that's been my last three weeks, and unfortunately this week didn't get any better. I still had a lot of responsibilities I needed to get done, and you know, I know that this is part of growing up, and this is part of becoming an adult, but it's really hit me like a bus, and I wish, you know, I wish it would have came in increments, not literally a whole bus. So to help with that, um, last week I did say that I took time to start reading again, and I was going on walks, and I've continued that this this week. I've taken a lot of walks, and I've currently been reading Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen, and oh my gosh, that book makes me so sad. I really do feel for Eleanor and Marianne. Like, Edward? That man doesn't deserve Eleanor. Ah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story though, but literally that book has kind of been making me really sad as well just because I feel so awful reading about what Eleanor and Marianne are going through but you know it's a great book I'm enjoying it I'm almost done with it let's see I am on chapter 43 so I'm almost done with it there are only 50 chapters so I think once I finish recording this episode I'm just gonna take a break turn off my phone and just get some reading in Also, I'm extremely happy that the weather is getting a lot nicer outside. I've really been able to spend more time outdoors, soak in the sun. I've been able to do assignments outside, get some reading done outside. I think right now my favorite thing to do is wake up really, really early in the morning, go on my morning walk, and then sit in my backyard and just read. I think it's so, so serene and relaxing to hear the birds chirping and just going through my book um right now I'm reading digitally I'm not reading a physical copy but I just got my library card so hopefully I can begin reading physical copies soon enough so I am hoping to get more physical copies but as of right now I'm just going to finish Sense and Sensibility digitally and luckily I didn't know that Apple Books, like the book app they have. I didn't know they had free copies on there. I thought you had to buy everything. So I got a free copy of Sense of Sensibility and I've just been reading that one. I'm almost done with it. I literally love this book. It's so wonderful. So I do recommend it if you don't mind reading about heartbreak. So yeah, that's my favorite book as of right now that I've read this week. Let's see, this week I also began reading quite a few other books. I've read Inward by Young Pueblo. That was a really good book. I read Unfuck Your Brain by Faith G. Harper. That was a good one too. And I've just been reading Sense and Sensibility ever since then. I do want to read Goodbye Things soon by Fumio Sasaki. 
Um, that's kind of something I've been really looking into is essentially the whole idea of minimalism, but not essentially minimalism as an aesthetic, but more of just knowing that having less is essentially more. This week, once I was able to get through all of my activities with school and work and just general responsibilities, I did take quite some time to unclutter my closet. That was my first step was uncluttering my closet. For the whole last three weeks, I've felt so overwhelmed and felt like I've had so, so many things. So this week, I just decided to let go of anything that I didn't need and that wasn't making me happy anymore. I'm the type of person that likes to keep things just because I have memories attached to them, and that's not necessarily healthy. I'm not saying get rid of anything and everything. I'm just saying that if it really didn't serve a purpose for me or didn't bring me happiness, I just got rid of it. And I have gone down on quite a few clothing items. I went down to about five coats. And I know that's a lot of coats still. But five coats and jackets is a lot less compared to where I was at at the beginning of this week, which was 15. So I've definitely been downsizing on my clothing and only buying essential items and things that I really, really, really love, not just things that I impulse buy. So because of that, I have deleted quite a few online shopping sites and apps that I had on my phone just because I tend to see something and love it in the moment and not really think about okay well will I like this next year or will I like this in two years and three years I just think about oh this would look so cute on me right now and I don't think about the possible value I can get out of the item so that is something that I have been working on I do have a huge pile of clothing that I'm selling on my Depop and luckily I have been able to sell two items already and that makes me so happy because I do want to repurpose this clothing and send it off to a happy home where it will be worn and loved and just cherished for everything it is. And that is kind of an approach I've been taking to makeup as well. I love makeup, I love buying makeup, and lately I have been trying to find the perfect summer makeup routine, I guess you could say. So I have been switching my products around, but I'm definitely keeping in mind that I not only need to save money, but I should only buy what I really want, what I really need, not just something because I'm crazy about trying it out. So for example, I just bought this Burt's Bees Tinted Moisturizer, and then I heard about how wonderful the Bare Minerals one is, and I was like, oh, well, next weekend I'll buy the Bare Minerals one, and that's not, that's not what I really want. I'm just saying I'll buy the Bare Minerals one because I want to try it out. I'm not saying that I need it. So I'm going to go through my Burt's Bees one, and if I enjoy it, then I'll probably repurchase it, but if not, then I'll try the Bare Minerals one. So that's kind of been me, that's kind of been what I've been going through, and yeah, it's been quite a stressful week, but I'm happy that this is my time to unwind and talk with you guys. I'm so excited about our topic today, I'm going to include some psychology into it, which if you heard the intro, you know I admire and love psychology, so I am very, very excited for this today. So I have my warm green tea next to me and my lavender and oak candle going. So I think we are ready to begin talking about learning how to say no. 
So learning how to say no is something I really struggle with and it's something I've really struggled with for years. I remember acquaintances and friends always telling me, you know you can say no if you want to, you don't always have to say yes. But I've always had this fear of disappointing people and I've always wanted to be on someone's good side, I guess you could say. So I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to disappoint anyone. I always constantly felt the need to please others, which is something a lot of other people struggle with as well. We think that saying no is a disappointment, and by disappointment, I mean not filling someone's hopes or desires. And because we don't fill their hopes and desires, we cause sadness or we cause um, angry feelings. So I do think for a long time, one of my biggest fears was disappointing others and failure. And a lot of people do connect disappointment with failure. So I think that it's a very common thing to not really be able to say no when you really want to. Some people say, oh, never say no because you want to leave doors open. But if something truly isn't serving you or isn't right for you, then you have every right to say no. And I think that's something that I'm still working on. I've definitely been getting better at it, knowing that just because I say no to someone doesn't mean that person's going to hate me. Knowing that I can say no to them and they'll be fine. They won't be upset. They would say no to me. And like I said, that is something that I'm working on and I'm hoping to get better at it. It's definitely going to be a work in progress and I know that I'm not going to be saying no to everyone the next day, but it is something that is an issue and I'm very happy to know that there are others that have it too and I'm not alone. So definitely don't ever feel bad that you have a fear of saying no or that you don't want to disappoint others and you don't want to cause these harmful feelings and that's all right. You know, don't beat yourself up because you are someone who struggles with saying no it's common, it's okay, and there are reasons as to why this is a thing. So essentially, a lot of us develop this fear of saying no, and we don't like to say no because of a fear of conflict. This can come from being conflict avoidant, which is people pleasing, and this also can stem from a dismissive environment, a hypercritical environment that you are either in or that you grew up in, as well as you just don't wanna upset others. So you may be thinking, okay, well, let's say I am conflict avoidant. How can I overcome this conflict? Well, there are many ways. You can begin by exposure therapy. So essentially, exposure therapy is used to treat anxiety disorders, and you're basically being exposed to what is causing you that anxiety and that fear. So if you are open to therapy, that is a possible resolution to really get down and deep and learn about your fear of conflict and why you are conflict avoidant. Another way that you can really get down and deep and try to resolve this conflict avoidant issue that you're having is by fear hierarchy. You're basically working your way up to something that causes an immense amount of fear as well as it can be a list and essentially like a plan that will work you out from least to most fearful item. So if you are open to therapy, those are great ways that you can really understand why you have this fear of conflict and essentially what is drawing you back from being your best self and being able to say no without fear of disappointing others, without fear of causing conflict. Because of this, I really do want to bring up the point that you do not 
owe anyone an explanation. You don't owe anyone anything. The only person you owe something to is yourself. You owe yourself an explanation, not others. It's totally okay for you to say no. If that person asks for an explanation, then you can give it. Or you can just choose not to. But knowing that you don't owe anyone an explanation is a huge step to learning how to say no. Knowing yourself and knowing your worth is really important to knowing where you stand on certain situations. For example, I used to be the person who would always say yes to working even if I was really exhausted and didn't want to come in. I would overwork myself and then I would be tired and tired and tired and it was a cycle of, yeah, I'll come into work even though I'm extremely exhausted. And I was in a constant state of exhaustion because I never gave myself that break until one day I said, you know what, I don't think I can come in. I'd rather just stay home and rest. And guess what? No one was upset with me. Everyone understood. I do believe that if someone truly cares about you, then they'll understand that you're not in a great state to do something or they'll understand why you're saying no. Those who care about you will never ask why you choose not to do something. They'll respect that you're choosing not to do that something and they'll leave you alone. So remembering that you don't owe anyone an explanation really makes you know that you don't need to please anyone but yourself. Don't say yes to something just because you feel compelled to or you feel like you need to. Say yes to it if it's something you truly want to do. Don't say yes to please your manager. Don't say yes to please your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad. Say yes to please yourself. Another step to learning how to say no is know that what you mean is firm and in place. Never waver between what you want someone to understand and what you're really trying to say. Make sure that when you're responding to someone that you know what you mean is no, not eh, maybe. By that I mean, let's say you're really craving sushi and you really, really, really want some sushi, right? And let's say the person you're hanging out with doesn't like sushi. And they mention that they're hungry and you tell them, okay, well, let's go get some food. And they're like, okay, well, what are you thinking about? And you say, oh, you know what? I'm really craving Japanese food. And they're like, yeah, we can go. And then you tell them, oh, no, we don't have to go. No, 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 never mind. It's okay. You don't like it. I forgot. We don't have to go. But then you truly want to eat Japanese food. You know that what you're saying isn't firm and in place and then the next restaurant you go to you may not enjoy the food because that wasn't what you were craving. So really knowing that what you mean is firm and in place is important. You don't want to say no to something and then have wavering thoughts on it. You don't want to say no to something and not really mean it. You know another example could be that someone you have a crush on asks you out and you say no because you're too nervous to go on a date with them. That's not really what you want. You know, you just want to be truthful with yourself, know yourself and know what you want and go for it. You don't want to say no just because you're afraid. So really understanding what you want and what you mean is super important in learning how to say no and just making your decisions in general. As well as you want to allow yourself to think of a response. You don't always need to respond immediately. Sometimes when I'm asked to do something that I'm not quite excited about or I don't really want to do, I just say, you know what, I'll have to check if I can and then I'll get back to you. Definitely giving that a reassurance that you'll get back to them lets you know that you have time to make your decision and lets them know that 
they will eventually reach that decision. It's not like a yes, no. It's more of just a, I'll get back to you when I can. But some people can take hints and they know that if you're wavering on something, it probably means no. So sometimes when I don't want to say no to something, but I feel too bad to say to it, I'll just say, I'll get back to you or we'll see, or I'll see if I can. Obviously, you don't always want to say that if you truly do want to see if you can, but I always recommend allowing yourself time to think of a response. Not giving a response immediately is super important. And I definitely do think that I myself am working on learning how to say no, and that's kind of my go-to as of right now, is allowing myself to think of a response and just letting them know that I'll get back to them with my answer. Another great way to say no to something or not just say yes is coming to an agreement. Sometimes coming to an agreement and making a compromise can really be a great way to ensure that you and the other person get both of your needs met without really stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something you don't truly want to do. I definitely think that coming to an agreement is a great way for you to really express what you want. So let's say you and your significant other are out on a date and your significant other says they want to go to a movie, but you know, you're really, really, really hungry in the moment. You can always tell them, well, do you want to grab dinner tonight? And your significant other says, yeah, let's grab dinner after the movie. Let's say you could always mention, hey, well, if we do want to eat dinner tonight then we'd rather eat before we go to the movie so that we don't have to spend money on snacks at the movies and so that we aren't hungry while watching the movie and your significant other will most likely say yeah that's totally cool let's go grab dinner and then go to the movie that's a great way to come to an agreement definitely laying out that both of you guys have things that you want to do and that you're willing to come to that compromise to ensure that both of your needs are met and to ensure that you guys are going to get what you'd like. It's definitely a lot easier to come to agreements with people that you're comfortable with and with people that you know, but you could always do this at work too. Let's say that your manager asks you to come in and work a closing shift, but you'd really rather work a morning shift. You can always tell them something along these lines. You know, I would come in for the closing shift, but I do have a lot of homework to do tomorrow. Do you mind if I just work the morning shift instead? And I can also take on some of the responsibilities of the closing shift. Your manager may agree and they may say, yeah, you know what, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. Another thing is, let's say that you've heard one of your coworkers really doesn't want to open on a morning and they'd rather close and then you're asked to close that night that they said, that they'd rather close on you could always bring that up to your manager as well and be like hey um you know i'd rather not close at night but i did hear this person told me that they'd rather close and i could always take their morning shift it's really really easy to tailor things in order to reach your need and feel that you're also pleasing others i don't really want to say the word pleasing others but essentially you know, you're coming to that compromise, you're making that agreement, and you both are happy in the end. I am a people pleaser. I'm constantly pleasing others, so sometimes I just don't know what other word to say. But I think 
of pleasing others whenever I think of giving answers and giving responses I try to say whatever I can in order to ensure that everyone's happy and that everyone feels great I think this is like the Libra rising in me but I do want to emphasize that pleasing others is just something we all have and something we all deal with and it's not bad you know you just want to make sure that you are constantly pleasing yourself before you please others put yourself first before you put others first so please ensure that you truly know yourself and you know what you'd like before you give someone an answer learning how to say no is something we all struggle with and it's something that is constantly in our minds we do afraid of rejection afraid of disappointment but it's very important to remember that this rejection isn't tied to the person it's not really there you're just tying rejection to your answer but in reality all you're saying is simple yes or no i remember i would always do everything for everyone and when i needed something people would tell me no and it was just a plain no there wasn't any wavering behind it it was just yeah i don't think i can or no just a simple no and that hurt me that made me feel like others wouldn't do what i was doing for them and you know i am the type of person who ties a meaning to everything so i did take it quite personally but it's important to not take anything personally and make sure that you're removing those feelings from your response you're giving a simple no because you can't. There's no malice behind it. There's no bad intentions. You're just saying no because you can't. So really ensuring that what you want is what you want and knowing that there aren't any bad feelings tied to saying no. There isn't any disappointment. If I say no, they will be fine. They will move on. Life will be okay. That is a huge part in learning how to say no. And I do think learning how to say no is going to be a constant human struggle. It's going to be something that we're constantly working on, constantly trying to overcome. And it's just part of how we are. We're afraid to say no because we're afraid of disappointment. Therefore, don't let others make you feel bad because they aren't pleased with your answer it's okay that they're not pleased as long as you're the one that's pleased and as long as you're the one who feels okay that's all that matters they will be fine life will move on life goes on literally it does it never ends so don't beat yourself up because you're afraid that you disappointed someone just ensure that moving forward whatever you're doing and whatever response you're giving is something that truly brings you happiness and something that you're content and okay with that you're confident in your answer and you know what you want to say therefore like i said learning how to say no is going to be a constant struggle that we deal with but really knowing yourself and not agreeing just to please is something that's going to really help you and this journey and really saying what you want and doing what you want and not simply just doing these things to please others, but doing what feels right for you, saying what feels right to you, and giving responses that feel right to you. Therefore, learning how to say no means you have to know yourself, means you have to allow yourself to think of a response, means you have to be open to coming to agreements, means that you don't owe anyone any explanation. All you have to say is no. Do you want to go get ice cream? No. Do you want to come into work today? No.
do you want to go see a movie? No. That is what saying no is. But it's not just that. You can also say, do you want to come into work today? You know, I don't think I can. I have a lot of assignments to catch up on. Hey, do you want to go to a movie tonight? Hey, I can't tonight. I'm really busy. How about tomorrow night? That's an example of allowing yourself to think of a response and coming to an agreement. You don't necessarily have to flat out say no. You can also give those other options so that you don't have that anxiety tied to saying no and disappointment. Just remember that the most important thing to know is that you don't need to please anyone but yourself. Know yourself and don't agree just to please. I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. This one was so fun for me to explain. I really wrote a ton of notes and I'm very, very happy that I was able to incorporate a little bit of psychology. I do want to start sprinkling in psychology more along the way so that we can kind of bring that to being a part of the podcast. And yes, that's pretty much all I have for you guys tonight. I'm keeping today pretty sweet and simple and straight to the point. I really do hope you all have enjoyed this episode and that you guys have learned quite a bit of learning to say no. You know, not saying yes doesn't mean that it's a straight no. It can be coming to an agreement, giving yourself that time to think of a response. But definitely the foundation and the most important thing in order to set important goals and important mortals for yourself is knowing yourself and getting to know yourself and learning more about yourself. I definitely think that self-reflection is a huge, huge, huge part of who we are as people. You know, we subconsciously are consistently reflecting on our actions and what we do, the people we see, why we see the people we see, why we act the way we act. So I do hope that you guys take some time to really get to the bottom of why you guys have this fear of saying no, why you guys have this fear of conflict and this fear of disappointment. Is it due to past experiences you guys may have experienced in your adolescence and in your childhood or is it something else? Is it some blockages you may have? Of course, self-reflection and really getting to know ourselves is part of growing and flourishing and really understanding ourselves and being able to grow up into amazing people. So it's not going to be an easy journey. We're definitely going to have those parts that we feel like we're going downwards and it's going to feel like, you know, everything you've worked towards is basically falling apart. But these little bumps along the road are extremely important in being able to recover and taking these experiences, these bad experiences you go through and growing from them and learning from them. So if there is one place I would tell you to start, and I've said this in every episode, definitely do some self-reflection, do some shadow work, get to know yourself before you start putting yourself in these positions that make you uncomfortable, whether it be saying no to someone, whether it be other more serious situations, you really want to get to know yourself before you can allow yourself and open yourself to others. So please, 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 if anything, take some time, do some self-reflection, 
get to know yourself. I definitely think that self-reflection not only is a time to get to know yourself, but it is some time to relax and unwind. You can definitely write about your week, why your week has been the way it has been, why you feel the way you are feeling. And believe it or not, this opens a doorway for you to understand yourself more and for you to really know yourself, for you to understand how your mind works, what you want, not only what you want from life, but what you want from friendships, relationships, whether it be platonic or not, just really helps you understand what your values and what your morals are. So concluding that self-reflection is extremely important. It's an extremely important first step in learning how to say no and just literally the foundation into growing into the beautiful, fruitful tree that you will be one day. (laughs) So I do hope that you all have a great rest of your day, week, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. I just hope you have a wonderful time and that you love yourself you remind yourself that you are important and that you are such a wonderful human being. And with that, I have just taken the last sip of my tea, so I do think now is a good time to sign off. I can't wait to see you guys and speak to you guys next week. Bye!